Good afternoon and welcome. I'm Karen Marsdale, President of the Greater Reading Chamber of Commerce and Industry, and this is Member Spotlight. And it is exactly as we say, it's spotlighting the members of the Chamber, and wow, do we have some diverse members who have great stories to tell. And with me today is Kathy Campbell, and she is from Crystal Cape. And I don't think there's a person in Berks County that doesn't know Crystal Cape. Now you may not have been there, or you may not have been there for a very long time. So we're going to entice you to maybe take another visit to Crystal Cape. So Kathy, welcome. Thank you. Thank it's, you for inviting it, me. It's, it's great to be here. You know, one of the things I was reading here was that you are the most popular natural attraction in Pennsylvania. Well, that's what we say. That has been a long, I don't know if you would call it a rumor, but that has been a long advertising spiel since probably the 1800s. So we have just kept saying it. Well, I'm interested because, um, of course, you're located um, near Kutztown. You get, you're visited by millions of people since it was discovered Correct. in 1871. Um, but share a little bit of the history of the cave. Well, I was just telling them out there that exactly this time is when the cave was being retrofitted for tourists. Uh, it was discovered uh, November 12, 1871 by two farmers. Well, actually, one was a farmer, one was a farm hand. They were blasting for limestone uh, against the side of a mountain, and they came after a big blast, they discovered a hole. So they poked their hand in there, and it was open. Uh, they didn't go inside because it was dark. But a few days later, they had a group of people that came equipped with candles and lanterns and ropes, and they did an exploration. But it's not like going into the cave today, because you had to climb over, break down, and there were no paths, there was, and it was dark, of course. Um, but you know, word about the cave spread quite rapidly. There had been Dragon Cave in Virginville, and that was pretty well known. But as soon as Crystal Cave was discovered, that cave was kind of forgotten about and everybody started coming to Crystal Cave. And what was interesting about Crystal Cave was not really the size of the cave itself. I mean, we can't compare to the caves in Virginia. Our climate just doesn't grow caves like that. But it's the number of um, ornamentation that's in the cave. Okay. All of the uh, crystals and the stalactites, stalagmites. And we do have some very special formations in the cave that you don't see in other caves in Pennsylvania, so we're proud of that. But exactly 145 years ago is when they started making the pathways in the cave, moving things out of the way. They, to descend to the cave, they had to have rocks for steps. They just put boards down over the mud. People still got really dirty. Oh, sure. You know, it was sure. very rudimentary, and they came in with their lanterns, and they had a little tour. So that's how it all started. So people brought their own lanterns? No, actually the, um, the tour guide, who okay. was the owner, his name was Samuel Kohler, he had a real tour uh, lantern. But then he had some boys come along that kind of followed him and they would throw kerosene on the walls of the cave and then light it so that the people could oh my see the goodness. formations in the cave. And now we're paying for that now because we're trying to get that soot off of the cave. <laughs> oh my word, I can imagine, absolutely. So how, how do you preserve this well, right natural now, wonder? Um, right now the cave is full of hoses and um, electrical cords. We have volunteers that come in and they power wash the cave. Wow. You know, wow. People come in, they have like spores on their clothing and with the lights it grows back to, it grows um like moss. So they use um, bleach to get rid of that. And also the lint from our clothing. Somehow it ends up on the ceiling in our main 
uh, room in the cave, so you know we got to power wash that down. So it keeps us busy. Well, so how? So w what was the um, um, movement in terms of ownership of the okay. cave? Um, well, it started out Samuel Kohler, um, 1872, and his son. Uh, he sold it to his son David and he operated the cave. He didn't have the passion that his father did, so he, oh. he would do other things like mule races and grow potatoes, but he, he just didn't have the passion, and I think it was because his father made him work there at such a young age, and he was responsible for transporting people in the stagecoach back and forth from the railroad oh, stations. And sure. So um, in 1923, he sold it to the Kaufman family, okay. which is my grandfather, J. Douglas Kaufman, and um, David Kohler's attorney, who was uh, Ed DeLong, decided he wanted to become a partner. Even though he and my grandfather had never met, all of a sudden now they're business partners. Oh my word, that could be <laughs> good or bad, right? <laughs> it turned out okay. So um, 1923 is when it became Crystal Cave Company, Inc. And so it really needs to be run and operated like a business because oh, that's absolutely. what it is. Yep. It's not just, you know, um, obviously, something that is out you're, there in the wild. a and regular business that just happens to also have a natural attraction associated with it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, people ask me that it. all the time. What's it like to, to run a cave? And I said, well, it's a business, but you just have to take care of the cave too. So now, um, the cave has how many rooms to it? I would say there's seven. Okay, okay. And different, I mean, I'm, uh, what is different about each one? Is it, you talk well, about there's the, different the crystals levels. and... Um, when you walk in, yeah, there's crystals. Um, you walk in and it's a certain elevation. And then you keep going down. When you get to about the middle of the cave, which is the ballroom, you're down 125 feet below the surface of the earth. Wow. And that's where the crystals were discovered. There's uh, two types of crystals on the walls in that room. They're aragonite crystals and calcite crystals, and they have different sizes to the crystals. Um, I always tell this story, and some people get mad at me for this, but the early explorers um, thought they discovered diamonds. <gasps> you know, uh -huh. so they, took the, they cut out some crystals, took it to the local jeweler, and, and no, it was not diamonds, and it had no value other than that of about the table salt. So, um, so then you go up the cave and it gets warmer. When you're down in the ballroom, it's cooler. It's approximately 52 degrees. But if you go up on Lookout Point, which is pretty close to the surface of the Earth, you're up to 56 degrees. Oh, okay. Or even higher. So yes, different formations grow at different places in the cave. Now this particular one was in more or less the back of the cave. And this is called a helictite. And it was found, we did not rip it off of the cave. We do not try to damage our cave we try to conserve the cave because we want the cave to be around for a long time and to service generation after generation. So, but what's unusual about this, it was probably hanging up on the ceiling, starting as a stalactite. And for whatever reason, the conditions changed inside the cave. So you get these curly things, which is characteristic of a helictite and we don't know why. And we don't know what conditions changed inside the cave. All we can tell you is that this was formed underwater when the cave was full of water and then the water seeped out and then other things happened. Do you often have, I'm sure, I know you have school children come mm -hmm. or uh, probably of all ages. All ages. Come and they're coming with a teacher, probably a science teacher, mm -hmm. I might think. And um, have you had um, people from around the world? Oh, who absolutely. Are, who are, who, who, I mean, I have a uh, 
my brother-in-law and sister-in-law are um, uh, spelunkers. Okay. I think that's the right terminology, but they're actually going into those, you know, crazy little holes. But um, and our time is running out because this is so interesting. Um, what questions do you a are asked most frequently? Uh, where do we get on the boat? <laughs> where do we get on the boat? <laughs> yeah, they're thinking of Penn's Cave. You know? Okay, okay. <laughs> they like the novelty of a boat. We do have a nice cave, and so does Penn's Cave. But we, lots of times we get phone calls. You know, are you the one with the boat? No, we're not. But in general, we get questions about the temperature. Okay. Uh, is is a very common question. Um, is it cold? You know, that's the same thing. Sure. Um, so we tell people, bring a light jacket, wear comfortable walking shoes. You're going to be in the cave for at least 45 minutes. Okay, I was going to ask that. Mm -hmm. so, okay, that's okay. Um, so I'm looking at some of the, the, the questions that I have here. And, you know, one of the ones that I think is really interesting is, um, what are the challenges? Because you said upkeep. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you have to keep, this is, well, you know, we're dependent on the weather, too. I mean, sometimes people are in the cave and the lights go out. So we have to have, like, emergency stations. You know, suppose you're in there and there's a thunderstorm. Well, all of a sudden the power goes. So we have the guides have flares in there and, you know, things, flashlights, and they lead people out that way. And I think you told me at another point in time when we were talking about this that back in the day, people would take the stalactites. Oh, they did. I know. It's horrifying to think about it because you can see where things were damaged. Sure, But they didn't sure. realize at the time. They were taking they, a little piece of, you know, yeah, to take with them, right? Yeah, and that, that was their souvenir, and unfortunately, the former owner encouraged them <gasps> to take a souvenir. Um, I don't think they realized at the time that they don't grow back very rapidly. Certainly. <laughs> and so this is still in your family, this it business, is. which mm -hmm. I think is wonderful because it is, you know, you're, you're keeping that history alive, mm -hmm. and it's just a wonderful, marvelous um, um, addition to, you know, as an attraction to Berks County. Thank you. So thank you for taking care You're of that cave. Oh. I really appreciate it. You're and welcome. you also are a very long-standing member of the chamber, which you again, um, you, you, um, were, you received our um, Shining Star Award. No, and thank you for that. Well, no, it's our pleasure. Really, it's our pleasure. And I want to thank you for being here today, talking more You're about welcome. Crystal Cave. Let's all plan to go out there and um, enjoy this natural wonder that we have right here in Berks County. Thank you. And thank you for being with us, Kathy. You're